on TV, online, and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Drone strikes in two capital cities as the war in Ukraine intensifies. After a barrage of fire descended upon Kiev, residential buildings in Moscow were hit by multiple drone strikes. Is the long-anticipated Russian offensive now heating up? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's get started. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. After a Russian air assault on Kiev in which one civilian was killed, residential buildings in wealthy districts of Moscow were hit by multiple drone strikes injuring two people. The Kremlin is claiming that most of the drone strikes which happened during broad daylight were intercepted. A Russian politician said the attack on the capital was the most dangerous since World War II. Russia says Ukraine launched the attack and has vowed to bolster their air defenses. Meanwhile, Ukraine is denying direct involvement, having just recently suffered three air attacks within a 24-hour time span. Last month, leaked Department of Defense documents revealed possible weak links in Ukraine's military campaign against Russian forces. Russian President Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine with tens of thousands of troops more than a year ago, and there appears to be no end in sight. Putin needs Ukraine without Ukrainians. It's terrorism. It's uh, everyone, yes, of course, uh, worry about that. And uh, Russians want to bring depression to our people. Instead, depression, people very angry. So is Western support for the war waning? For more, let's bring in Rico Danielson, a U.S. Army veteran. Thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. At this point, over a year in with the Biden administration sending some $75 billion to assistance to Ukraine, is Western support for the war fading? So Western support, we've sent over there, we sent a lot of uh, equipment. It's doing a great job. However, um, there has to be a point of initiative to take it forward and actually take the warfighter, take it a step further. We saw this in Iraq. We saw this in Afghanistan. We provided them equipment. We provided them tools. But it's all, it's all about the warfighter mentality. And the Ukrainian people are going to have to step forward and step up a little bit more to take the fight to the big dog, the Russian um, the Russian warfighter. Unfortunately, the Russian warfighter has a lot of uh, a lot more equipment, a lot more ammunition, and a lot more money, and they can stay the power. This is right now we're in fighting season. Winter, uh, we'll be coming up on winter here real soon, so they're trying to get out of the way. From a strategic perspective, Russia's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, this is what we thought they would be doing, but at the end of the day, there has to be an increase in troop uh, influx and also manpower and also the warfighter as well on the ground. So we're still waiting for more information about what recently happened. But do you think that this could escalate the ongoing war? Absolutely. Uh, with the most recent airstrikes that are ongoing, we're going to see the shift uh, in regards to the warfare tactics and strategies go more IoT based, technology based. We already starting to see it. Drones. Now we're probably going to see autonomous vehicles and also possibly robotics being implemented in this warfighter, uh, this war strategic area. Uh, sadly, to see that, unfortunately, a lot of people may, may even lose more, more of their lives more of their livelihood, such as homes, 
apartments and buildings uh, as this war rages on. So for Russian President Putin, he has said that the attacks were meant to scare and provoke Russia. What do you think they do next? So I believe that Russia is actually going to probably crank it up just a little bit more. Uh, They'll probably increase their air assault. Remember, they have to dominate the air, sea and land. Right now, they're dominating the air. They're probably going to dominate the land. Uh, They're working on the sea part. That's not their strong suit, but they are definitely a good warfighter, unfortunately, in Kiev. And the Ukrainian soldier and warfighter have not not been as much as Russia has. Uh, So what we'll probably see here is Russia's amplified their efforts, try to take Kiev probably before the winter, and then they'll do it with an arbitrage of not only air assault, but also land tactical warfare and kind of squeeze them into multiple flanks. Do you think with this recent incident that Russia is trying to tee up a false flag operation or this is just unfortunately part of the playbook of war? Yes, unfortunately, this is part of the playbook of war. Um, I wouldn't lure your enemy outward, come to come outward with a false flag. That's that's pretty common amongst the European German uh, warfare tactics in regards to the history. Uh, Kiev and uh, I believe Russia would actually step up their efforts, not only to demoralize, but cause depression, anxiety, because you never know when the attack is going to happen. And then if you have your enemy in a moment of frantic and fear, that's a prime uh, prime way to attack. And then on top of that, they're probably isolating and cutting off all their logistics. So they're doing what they do they do pretty well, which is sadly be a good warfighter machine. So as you mentioned, we are seeing uh, both sides starting to ramp up with the weather changing. But we also saw that there was a group effort. It kind of appears to be at a stalemate. So with aerial strikes on targets, is that something that will probably intensify? And again, now we're starting to see some civilian targets. Any thoughts on what they might set their sights on? Yeah. So the key is always critical infrastructure, water, electricity, uh, internet, and then also transportation. If you can do sadly that those key elements are focused around schools, apartment complexes. And so there, unfortunately, there'll be casualties of war uh, going around with that unnecessary casualties of war. There will always be casualties of war. Unfortunately, kids, women, and children should never be a part of that that equation. Um, I see them actually, I see Russia actually increasing their airstrikes for, for strategic reasons. One, to deplete the ammunition of the Patriot system and also deplete the ammunition of the local fighter itself. Because the more arbitrage they can throw at them, the more curtain they can throw at them, they're too busy engaging engaging combatives, you know, floor to floor, hand to hand combat and also ground to ground. Should the U.S. and other NATO allies ramp up air defense deliveries to Ukraine to fend off Russian aerial attacks? If if the United States or other Western or Eastern European or Western um, states uh, do not provide them, we can only provide them so much. We can only provide them so much ammunition and equipment. At the end of the day, it's going to be about the warfighter and who's going to go over there. Um, I don't think the United States wants to send as much troops. I know they have already sent some advisors over there. Uh, they don't want to send as much troop and show too much involvement. But at the end of the day, uh, this is going to be fought on a ground war and it's going to be won on a ground war. And the way you do that is bread, beans and bullets. And you actually have to feed your warfighter. And if your warfighter is dying from being 
overly powered from an entity such as Russia, then you have no choice to bring in other resources such as allies. So many American taxpayers are concerned this conflict could continue for years. Lawmakers say America can't continue to send blank checks to Ukraine. In your analysis, is there any end in sight to this conflict ending? I don't think there's going to be a conflict. This this has been going on. The tensions have been going on for decades between those two countries. Um, I think this is going to be an ongoing battle and it's going to be an accordant effect. Uh, Russia will push into Ukraine. Ukraine will push out Russia and vice versa for the many years to come. This is this is an old school um, battle. We saw this in Afghanistan and Pakistan, Iraq and Iran and also Syria. Same thing. Um, it's just just the old school. This is kind of the way it goes. Uh, I empathize for the American taxpayer. I really do. That I'm, I'm an American taxpayer. Um, I believe that our resources can be better spent in the United States. However, I understand that you have to develop partnerships and alliances, and those things come with the cost. However, they should have a budget, and also they should have a constraint on those costs. Great. And just uh, one final question with seconds left. Russia has said that they are open to mediation, but Ukraine says it can't happen until they fully withdrawal. Do you think that there's a chance for a peace deal? There's a chance for peace. It has to be a fine balance. Now, peace may look like something completely different. It may be more heavily based on the Russia coming to the table with more resources and allocation versus Ukraine. There is a possibility for peace. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. More ticker news right after this. 